May the gods keep the wolves in the hills and the women in our beds. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Blood you seek, and you're welcome to join us. The Thessalonian you're fighting, he's the biggest man I've ever seen. I wouldn't want to fight him. That's why no one will remember your name. When all else fails, fresh tactics. You don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. Yeah. And you do that every single day. And soon you have a wall. Welcome to the My Father Podcast where men on the same mission come to grow, have discussions, and educate one another. If you want to become a supporter or join our community, go to www.my-father.com. Star tomorrow. No, and it's, I don't know. To me, it's just, I I got to the point where if I wasn't learning or growing, I was wasting time. Mm. And I think I realized I was so far behind. And that's when I was like, I don't have time to watch football. Like, I'm... I'm either learning, or if I'm not learning, then I'm enjoying my time doing something that's not watching someone else and have a good time, you know? At the same time, a constant state of growth, it's taxing. It's, uh, you're constantly thinking. Your brain is constantly improving, and that's fine in some aspects, but at what point do we uh, forget that we're not indulging mm-hmm. in, in our kids? Yep. Or that we don't know how to take ourselves out of a situation and focus on something that should just let our brain relax as much as our muscles need rest so does our brain and that's why tv is so awesome a lot of people love that rest period it's healthy for you to have a rest period but at the same time i think a balance of it though when do you you stop sleeping so to me i'll watch tv in the evenings now i used to like for years i didn't watch tv in the evenings and, and now I do Tuesdays and Thursdays, I try to do no tech in the evenings. Mm-hmm. So I'm either reading or taking a bath mm-hmm. and just relaxing mm-hmm. and not listening to a podcast, not listening to anything, just quiet. Or like last night was Tuesday, I went out on my deck, just relax, mm-hmm. listen to the wind, watch the trees. And that's, mm-hmm. that's my time where I turn off everything and my head kind of just re, re-energizes, I guess. Yeah, I don't have a lot of those times. Mm-hmm. My brain is a constant state of motion, and that's either looking at past failures or future needs. Yep, so that's how mine is too, but I force myself to. To step out. Yeah, because and I, if it was up to me, it's a I'm, I, I would continue going. It's a skill, though, to be able to force yourself out and actually yeah. indulge in things. Well, that's like meditating, right? Like people... I can't meditate. I, I can't. You know, I can't I, do that. I would say that too. Yeah, I but still even there are times where I, I can't meditate. But meditation might be different for different people. Mm-hmm. You might not be able to sit in a quiet room and listen to flies buzz around your head and find tranquility in that. That's okay. That's not your meditation. I'm not good at that either. Mm-hmm. I am great at listening to something that feels the direction of thought that I need to be working mm-hmm. on because I'm already thinking of stuff. It would be great to have somebody else there to to pinpoint what I'm doing. Yeah. So like when I try meditating, I get pulled off constantly. Oh, what about this? Or, oh, what about this? But I think it's the idea of just go back to focusing on your breath. It kind of like cleans the slate. And then you think about this issue or whatever you're thinking about life, and then you clean the slate. Correct. And then you think about and you clean the slate. 
And that's where I think my push-ups become my meditation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I end up going into this and I feel that level of physical strain which takes my brain and it completely puts me in a place of there's something for my brain to focus on in between the crazy thoughts. And as I'm doing my push-ups, I get a moment of rest mm-hmm. as I'm going down before that next, you've got this. Mm-hmm. And in that moment of rest, I go through my doubts. Yeah. On my downs, I go, this is where I'm struggling. Yeah. And on my ups, I say, this is where I'm not giving up. Yep. This is this is where I need help. I remember when I would run, this I did the same <laughs> kind of thing like, I, what do I want to be? What do I want? What do I want? And that's all I thought about was when I was running. Is well, you know, we're going through moments of constant ups and downs. Mm-hmm. We say that in life all the time. You're going to go through ups and downs. Uh, those ups and downs are constant decisions of what you're going to do with those ups and downs. Yeah. So with my up moments, I can either indulge, I can <laughs> I can overindulge and feel really happy for that moment because this time frame that I'm in right now is really feeding my endorphins. I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to get that other meal that's going to make this night at the beach even better. Yeah. Or I'm going to go to the beach, understand that I'm at the beach and that's already pretty badass. Sure, I could go ahead and sweeten the deal with something else, but I also have an ultimate goal of wanting to be in shape. Yeah. Where do I find indulgement? This is, this is the long-term and instant gratification of saying, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the beach, but I'm also going to keep my routine of eating something that I need to or healthy so I feel my body in the right way and it doesn't put you in a place of you've completely forgotten about what you're doing mm-hmm. um, it's it's super gratifying when you get through those moments but at the same time <laughs> at the same time <laughs> I want to go eat right? yeah, no, I we work hard you. so we can enjoy ourselves we work hard at work so we can go on vacation or we can have the toys that we want to and indulge in those things yeah. so finding like no. you said a balance I think the working out to me it, it allows you to have that meditation time it allows you to uh, more than anything is do what you say you're going to do mm-hmm. if you're like I'm going to do 30 on this set yeah, and I did 30 you have that level like I did it that's the accomplishment I did it I did what I say I was going to do and I think a lot of, of men especially struggle in doing what they say they're going to do accountability Yeah, it really it it really is. It boils down to accountability on so much of everything. I mean, yeah. You've said it before. Who wants, who wants to be wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I don't mind it anymore. Yeah. Because I find myself learning a lot more on topics instead of. <laughs> yeah. No, you're <laughs> instead, right. Instead of people being like, I don't think you read that article all the way through. <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't. To yeah. be honest, yeah. I skimmed through a lot of it. So I picked that up. Yeah. Go ahead and, and and fill in some of the blanks. I might still keep some of my same views from before because we can see intention in mm-hmm. pretty much anything that's being broadcasted to us. We can see intention. You can see intention with people that are are fake motivationalists. You know, people that are out there uh, who are already born with you know physical gifts. And they're just saying, well, this is what you do. But have you really struggled through what this person's struggling through in order to understand what mental space they need to be in in order to accomplish that goal? Yeah, everyone's a little different. And we're going to go ahead and just use the same thing because it's true. Yeah. You know, all of the self-help stuff that they talk about, you know, write stuff down, positive Mm -hmm. affirmations, a healthy um, lifestyle of sleep and, and positive food and yeah. stuff like that all of that is true so it's very easy to jump onto that and where do we pick apart people but it's how do people manipulate well, well not manipulate but how do you get someone to want to make that change 
Yeah, well, oh, we can't get into this. This is a whole separate conversation. I told, okay. I told you I just need you to keep me. In. I just, there's <laughs> no. I, okay, let's get started. I, it's my fault. We had a good conversation. I can't. I can't turn away a good conversation. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, guys. I'm here with Caleb Whitmore, Hi. and we're gonna go over kind of his story and where I guess it all started, and kind of what made you grow and what started your growth journey. You know, where would you say it started? Uh, I say it started honestly uh, about five years ago. Well, yeah, about five. It's been six years. I broke my back in 2016, uh, okay. 2015. I jumped off roof because I was drinking. I thought it would be cool. Was, was it a dare or did you just do it for fun? Yeah, you've known me for a long time. I've always been kind of stupid. Uh, Backflips <laughs> off of roofs was not uncommon for me. And uh, it was just this point. I was just on moonshine. Uh, I was showing off and I have what they call... Caucasia, that's usually that's, that's usually where you are uh, drinking. You say, "Hold my beer," and the outcome is usually good or bad. You just don't know yeah. what your symptoms are until it's over. Um, it's always a white guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> it's always a, a white guy. That's funny. It's you don't ever hear other people doing stupid stuff like we do. But uh, it all pretty much started. I had to accept that I was going from doing backflips down the street to. You know, farting and crying on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, it, it, How long of a process was that to the recovery? I guess, like when you were able to even walk again. How long the, did that take? The first, the first go back at walking. So when I broke my back, I went in and they misdiagnosed me. So I walked on my back for almost a full month. Um, it was a struggle. I was just powering through. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went and finally got it checked out, they're like, "Oh, you." compound fractured your l1 vertebrae it's been kind of shattered in a couple spots but it's still there um you're just going to need to rest for a year this was at a period in my life where i just started doing mobile detailing i decided that i was going to do this for a career Mm -hmm. Uh, i was growing and then literally the next month i hurt myself okay so i made this game plan uh and it all fell apart so i think what started all of this is really being put in a place of I don't have the same options anymore mm-hmm. um, having to be okay with not being okay is very difficult especially when something that you utilize to be okay like your physical fitness I've always been very active Yeah, you know, I used to be able to go for a, a five mile run if I was really feeling something mm-hmm. can't do that anymore Yeah. so now I have to sit there and kind of process things how was the recovery process like like you said, you, you fart and you cry. Was it literally like that? Or? It's No, it is. It's very yeah. much like that at times where my lower back, it's, you know, I landed on my hips. I landed on my hips and all of everything from the inside went down and compounded onto my lower body. So it's all lower back hips. Even where my break is, I have less pain mm-hmm. than I do in my lower functions. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, there's something about there's something about having to lay down mm-hmm. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's super defeating. I'm sure, man. But uh, I started drinking, which helped me out get through most of the pain and stuff. I started drinking a lot. It was a good excuse. Everybody's partying. You know, the one time where people would come out and sit down and hang out with you. Yeah, it's a- is when you go out to the bar and you sit there, you don't have to be doing any activities. There's nothing 
that physically needs to be done. You just got to be able to sit there and hang out with them. Yeah. So drinking was, uh, a, you know, hey, I got beer, guys. Come on over. Uh, you know, at the same time, I've, I had a super supportive mom mm-hmm. who saw that I was injured. There's nothing you can do. You're fucked. You yeah. fucked yourself, and that's okay. You just have to be okay with not being okay. Here's, here's your fun, you know. My mom was paying for not only my living, but, uh, but my fun, my enjoyment as well. Yeah. My entertainment, because I couldn't do anything. I can't go out and, and, and have the same fun that my peers are having. This is at a point in my life I was 25. Mm-hmm. This is right as we start making decisions towards what we're going to do for our career. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I stopped myself. I had to just be okay with not making any decisions for a career goal. I had to be okay with just watching TV, playing video games, and getting hammered. So I found a community online. Yeah. Started talking to people. I found all these people. I was incredibly toxic, and that was what built my community. Online? Oh, so... A toxic community online. Well, we're playing video games, so, I mean, it's pretty much the name of the game. When you started playing Halo as a kid, you get on there. Literally, there were times where you and your friends would go just to talk shit. It didn't matter if you were playing like trash. You were just there for that engagement of messing with somebody. Well, yeah. that became my fun. Really? That became the only the only time I felt like empowered on something was how bad I could make somebody else feel. And I wasn't acknowledging that I'm literally downing people for my own thing because yeah. my narcissism. Yeah. I'm a fucking narcissist and I'm aware of it. Yeah, It yeah. sucks. Because you make your problems harder than everybody else's. That was an issue. So Mm -hmm. not only is my back broken, but I'm the only one with a broken back. Nobody could know what that's like. Even somebody that's had a broken back could never understand mine because it's a different break. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. It's not a competition. But I would go on there and I would take out that break, that, that failing in life on other people. But here's the thing. It took literally a sentence of, I bet you live with your mom. And I was like, I do. Fuck you. That, you <laughs> hit me right in the soft spot. That was the one. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm losing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm never going forward. All anybody ever has to say is you live with your mom. You felt stuck, yeah. And because that was such a true statement, and I, I would say that I couldn't change it because like, like you were saying, nobody wants to be wrong. Yeah. I broke my back, and the fact of the matter is when I broke my back, I could have had the attitude that I fucked my back up and it's going to be really hard. I'm just going to have to stay focused, diligently do my stuff. But instead I said, well, I just need to be okay with having a broken back. So I'm just going to be okay with existing. I'm going to drink through it so I can, so I don't actually process this. I can have fun night after fun night after fun night. Yeah. Yeah. Those fun nights became uh, wake up the next morning and check my friends list to see which person that I actually liked having a conversation with mm-hmm. I pissed off because I was in a, a, a kick or something so you knew that you were doing bad things and you get drunk I knew that I was being toxic but I wasn't and what willing. was the feeling while you were I guess you knew it would you like have regret or were you like fuck it I don't care you constant regret okay you're losing out on people that you like yeah who doesn't hate losing out on a friend that's why it's always the worst feeling when when you're like my friend did something wrong to me and i just don't know how to forgive it yeah uh it's terrible 
so when you constantly are going, you're like, I was just drunk. I don't even remember what I said to you to make you upset. Mm-hmm. I probably didn't even mean it. I was just going for a laugh because I thought it would be funny yeah. in that toxic moment. Yeah. And people are, not everybody's like this, but a lot of people are like this. Once you've done something, it's very hard to get that trust back. And there's no point in earning it back because this person showed me what they are. Mm-hmm. We're not all what we are in that moment. Yeah. A drug addict is not a bad person the rest of their life. Yeah. They're on drugs and you're a bad person while you're doing the drugs because you're motivated to get more drugs and you don't care. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. You've made bad decisions and bad choices. And when you get stuck in that and people tell you that that's all you are, that's what you start seeing. So I started seeing myself as a loser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started seeing myself as a, a fucking a dude that was 26 years old who lived at his mom's house even after a year after my break when uh, physical therapy was there at this point I had got myself walking but I was getting drunk so much my addiction to being hammered every morning was still there was still there so that inebriated my push okay I'm hurting I'm just gonna rest and drink today I need to rest no I needed to stretch I needed to drink water. You think it made you lazy? It didn't make me lazy. It gave me excuses. I've never been a lazy person. Yeah. I've never been somebody that won't go do something. Mm -hmm. I've been somebody that's petrified by excuses. I've spent a lot of time analyzing why I'm not doing something or why I shouldn't do something. What will happen if I do it and it doesn't work out? What are the consequences? Yeah. And... When you get stuck on what are the consequences, because we get told that, think about the consequences. Mm -hmm. You miss out on interactions. You miss out on fun things. You miss out on learning experiences. Mm -hmm. You miss out on making a fool of yourself in front of a crowd and still being able to laugh through it. Instead, you go (laughs) huddle yourself in a corner and go, I'm a fucking loser and everybody's just laughing at me. It sucks because you don't realize how much your negativity is literally like... It's very much... Where do you think that stems from? Uh, you I, know? I think it stems from, like you said, from the very first... All of my shit is accountability. It's yeah. all accountability for ourselves. I think everyone's is, man. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. Everything, everything in the long run, we all know where we're failing. The only time we get upset about it is when other people tell us. Because we already know. I don't know if I knew that. When I got divorced, I don't think I knew I was a bad husband. But didn't you... There were conscious decisions where you were choosing to go around. You know what a good husband looks like. From the very start, you've, we've all... There's some things, we, some things. We know what's right Like wrong. the idea of like helping my wife unload the groceries, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to like leading a household and things like that, I had no idea what that looked like. These are all uh, managerial situations on other people's lives. You're in charge of somebody else's lives. But when we're focused on a linear focus of your life... Mm-hmm what you're accountable for as in a singular life, what your direction is. I can't speak on a family matter. Yeah. You're, you're very good at that because you have had that experience. Yeah, no, that's something we talked about and, too. And I, I love being able to take away from that because I know that there's certain things I'll be able to look for. When I finally do, yeah. Yep, find it's, something it's like there's a whole different it's like great. tier it's, 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 it is this is why I said we need to have yeah. a direction because when you learn that you can be better and you, you find the accountability in yourself you're like okay I'm not re- I'm a terrible reader mm-hmm. I'm terrible but I never read I can never expect to get 
better, yeah. better at reading. Yep. It's the definition so, of insanity, right? So where where do I start? I, I put captions on all of my shows because I hate reading, but I'll read a show yeah. in front of me. I, it takes time or whatever, but it's yeah. there. So that's, that's my small effort. It takes small steps to change that that we've made these yeah. these stone set things that we're going to do with ourselves. These are habits that we've formed. Yep. And accountability means that you have to break a habit that you formed that you find comfort in. And it's, it's like a, a pebble. You can still create a habit off a pebble. You know, like when I did uh, P90X, I remember he, like they were doing push-ups. And I was like, I can't do fucking push-ups. I was doing push-ups on my knees at the time. That's fine. You know, and I, I was like, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I did push-ups on my knees. And I, I took notes. And I wrote down how many I did. And over like the th- you know two months or whatever, I got up to doing thirty six normal push ups, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like that was huge to me. Like it came from on my knees, barely doing ten, to being able to do thirty six like full good push ups. Imagine, imagine that morning you you wake up, and you just my stance when I wake up is elbowed a mm-hmm. lot of the time, or I'm kind of crooked. Whatever it is on my left side kind of turns me. Or it's tight, yeah. But everybody sees this. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees all this, but imagine waking up and saying, "Okay, I got to power through this stretch." On top of already just being like, "Well, everything in life already sucks." There's plenty of people that have completely capable bodies, but can't get past the mental aspect. Yeah. If you're if you're not willing to look at yourself and say, "Like, dude, I I should read more." I'm a terrible reader and my job requires me to read. I'm not actually getting any work done because I'm spending so much time processing what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I just read for 15 minutes a day on a, on a topic that I'm interested in, it'll give me the skills. Yeah. 15 minutes isn't that long in a day. But what's the first thing everybody says? I just don't have time. Yep. Yo, you stood at, like, you, wa- you, you literally surfed Facebook for hours, you, literally you watched surfed TV for your hours. Phone while you were pooping for at least 15 <laughs> minutes. You were done pooping 10 minutes ago. Yeah. And you're on your phone, but you don't have time. So I understand how annoying that is to hear that you're not doing what you're supposed to. But if you're not going to be accountable for the fact that you do have time to get swole, it doesn't yeah. take that much. So what, what started your accountability to yourself? I didn't have anybody else to blame anymore because I, I had been so toxic that the people that were, that did stay, just saw it as the habit that I had created for myself. He's doing it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in that place again. I'm not going to engage. Every time I engage, I give him, no, it won't work. Because once again, with accountability, we don't want to hear where we're not accountable or where we might be able to do something, but we're not going to make the effort to do it because it didn't work in this spot. Yeah, yeah. So we constantly say, uh, we take somebody's love and affection, okay? Because they're taking time to talk to us. Nobody is gonna put time into something that they don't care about, mm-hmm. okay? It's, if we do, we're just killing time, and that's fine, we do that too. But when it comes to people, nobody's gonna to talk to you about things and try to give you input that they think might help you if they don't care. When you take that care and concern, and you say that won't work, nope, this won't work because of this, this won't work because of this, you could just say thank you, that might actually be something I should think about. I should think about that more. Yeah. I don't know if I have it yet. Being open to criticism. Very mm-hmm. much so. And it's okay. Some people are going to criticize. And this is where we go through a problem of people have this self-based image problem. I have still very much. I'm super insecure. Mm-hmm. Fighting through those insecurities because I formed 30 years of insecurity building habits. 
and now I have to in a year and a half or so almost two years now yeah. I've had to completely say uh, that's your insecurity talking dude yeah you're not you're you're literally just not talking to yourself they're loud sometimes <laughs> you're like <laughs> it is what it is and this is I think the one tool that's helped me be the most accountable for myself is um, I started posting everything mm -hmm. because when you say something to yourself we talk to ourselves in our head throughout the day whether you do it or you don't you think you do or you don't you make there's an inside voice that we have where we make a choice or a decision do I want to go to the gym or not mm -hmm. do I want to make that healthy meal or not do I want to spend 15 minutes not choosing to be negative but choosing to be positive despite everything else being negative around me yeah it's very difficult because that means that you have to take yourself out of your emotional feeling for that one moment of I'm very derivatively focused, or deriv I don't know if derivative is the right word, but directionally focused mm -hmm. on me being negative right now. So much so that I'm not even going to call it negativity. I'm going to call it common sense. Everyone should fucking know this shit. <laughs> Why am I the only one dealing with morons? Yeah, You're the moron because they're choosing to see that this isn't that bad. There's another option behind it, or maybe they have... Listen, everybody has different circumstances. I've grown up without the same um, structural family base mm -hmm. that you yourself have even said, I wish I still had that father figure that gave me the, the actual skills I needed to handle these as a kid. Instead, I had to go off of what people projected on me. Mm -hmm. I had to take projections and figure out where I fit in that projection. Yeah. Do I want to be in it and actually fit the role of being the mannequin that they, that they say, I am the loser that lives at home with his mom? Who drinks and is a you know crippled fuck up you know yeah. high school dropout that's what I am man I failed at high school I failed at all these things I failed at every job I've done I've either been let go I've quit because I didn't want to do it any I just my fucking meter is really small yeah so if there's something I don't want to do fuck it I don't care about my life situation I never saw myself going forward in those years so it's very it's very tough to sit there and say that okay I didn't see myself in that light mm -hmm. that's my problem I never gave myself the image that I needed in yeah. I took everybody else's image and I fit the mannequin I wore the clothes did you think um, this is who I am this is the linear of my life and this is just what it is yeah, you accept it. Yeah. You're fat. You're fat. I, you're going to be fat forever. I, I felt like that too. Like, it's fine. My mindset, who I am, what kind of career I can have. This is but who I am. That's the linear focus of mm -hmm. choosing yeah. to not turn. You're, you've, got, you've got a stack. Yeah. There, okay? You're a, always going to have a stack. There's a quote that I heard that, that talks just about this. And it, it kind of changed the game for me. This is what changed my outlook. And this whole thing was it's never too late to be who you're supposed to be. And I was just like... It's not. I can be who the fuck I want to be. You have to accountably f accept, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Except you, where you're what failing. You were. Where you can be better at, what you want to be. I think in any talking point for somebody, you know, when you try to tell somebody to calm down, we've all heard it, you know, never in the history of ever telling somebody to calm, yeah. down, calm down did it ever work. Yeah. But um, that level of empathy that mm -hmm. you put into calming somebody down absolutely nobody can can really make a change in themselves until the complaints that they felt are made valid okay and can someone validate that or is that you have to validate that yourself it's a combination 
People are going to validate that for you. But if you're not willing to choose to quit being negative and accept that somebody's putting care and intention into telling you something, this doesn't mean that everybody's opinion is what you need to hear. You don't need to take in everybody's opinion. You should be willing to listen to what everybody's saying and see what parts you honestly feel you can see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. If you can see where they're coming from, then you can say, okay, this is the small tweak I need to make in order to do that. And that is a conscious decision to say, I need to be accountable for what they're saying. Yeah. Maybe I don't see it yet. You didn't see it as a father. There were a lot of things you didn't realize as a father. Later on, as people were talking about it, you're like, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's clicking now. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, hon. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. But you, you can't move forward until you felt like you were valid mm -hmm. in your complaints as a husband where she wasn't doing the things that made you feel like you had what you needed. You didn't get the resources you needed in order to feel like the man you wanted to be. So I didn't live up to that expectation. There's a level of projection that we take in and without the level of accountability for what we put back out, mm -hmm. like somebody can call us an asshole. Are you an asshole? If you can't look at yourself and say, well, I did push a little kid down the other day just for fun. Yeah. It was funny. Mm -hmm. Then then you're you're an oblivious asshole. Yeah. And that's worse. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, the thing is, is, I feel like a lot of men fall into that category of oblivious. Mm -hmm. And and why is that? It's not just men. Bro. What, it, believe me, the, in all the stuff I've done, man, it's, the vast majority is men. You might not agree with the it. The confidence but. behind the obliviousness is much more predominant in men. What do you mean the confidence? The, the level of... Um, I'm going to turn the wrench and it's done. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I did everything I was supposed to. That level of, like, sureness. Mm -hmm. Women have that same thing, but I think that they shuffle back and forth a little bit more. They kind of go back and forth. So I think they watch what they're saying a little bit more than men do, so it gets noticed more. And, you know, they say women mature faster. Mm -hmm. I think women think about things a little bit yeah. quicker than we do sometimes. And mm -hmm. even though we like to say women are emotional, I'm, <laughs> I'm emotionally driven and I'm a man. <laughs> but this is the point is we use that blind confidence of saying, it's not my emotions getting in the way. Oh, 100% it is. I thought yeah. about all of this already. It's all logic that's fueling my, my talk on it. Mm -hmm. So when I say that we have a blind confidence in our insecurities, Mm -hmm. No, we don't. No, I'm not. Yes. Hey, man, you're going the wrong direction. No, I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. ask for a direction. I've seen two guys bicker back and forth, and then the other guy takes the turn, and he's like, I bet he took the fuck wrong way. And, like, your ego and just you don't want to be wrong, it's just like, fuck, man. Like, it, your life is so fucked up, I can tell. And, like, we, live in, and we live in an era of Google where you could just stop and see which one is right and be like, huh. We can now get back on track yeah. faster than we did if we continued to talk about the bullshit of each other yeah. being right. Whose problems are worse? Who was smarter in this so, situation? So you do agree that men are different than female in the sense of, you said women think about it a little more. Yeah, I would say. In now, my, my question is, because this is a men's group I run, why do you think men don't? It's, well, I mean, confidence. We're supposed to be confident in the decisions we make. We're told to be confident. As you grow up, you say women like confidence. So they're confident that them turning that wrench was all the way, even though it wasn't. Even though it wasn't. So they're false, falsely confident. They're, and, and that's fine because 
confidence will get you so far. But when we don't hold accountability with our confidence, we say that we're being logical when we're being emotional. Yeah. We say that we're doing the most we can when we're honestly not. We say that I don't have a drinking problem even though I drink three beers a day daily. Yeah. It's a fucking problem, bro. You yeah. needed that three beers. Or I'm not lazy, even though you come home from work and you sit and watch TV for four hours. Because you worked all day. I did an eight-hour shift. Yeah, yeah, so did every fucking buddy else. <laughs> yeah. You still see them in the gym and you drive past it every day saying, well, they probably have all... Their wife probably is rich or something. Dude, shut yeah. the... Ah. No, Just be accountable for yourself. It's fine to be wrong. I won't chastise you for saying I was completely wrong in this scenario. A lot of guys are afraid of that, though. A lot of guys are afraid of admitting their fault because they're afraid of the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no one cares but you. Mm-hmm. That's a you thing that's to yourself that you have to kind of come to that. Like, if you said, Roland, I fucked up, I'm wrong about something, I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a you thing. But... At the same time, I have to feel, I have to feel valid that my argument. I'm gonna come back to you. I'm gonna say, Roland, I was wrong in this. Mm-hmm. The reason I thought that way was because of this, and you're gonna have to say, oh, I could see where you thought like that. Yeah. The, in order for me to feel like I was validated. heard. Yes. The and problem is our society, for the most part, doesn't doesn't need to validate anybody. They can't comprehend. Like, well, not that they don't need to, but they can't. People don't think outside of themselves that often. Do you think that's a... I mean, people say they uh, can't do something or, like, they can't. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody can, and this is the accountability of, like, I can do it. I can hold myself accountable for saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, being apologetic with the explanation of why you were being stupid is probably the most sincere thing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Know, it's showing... But will it be received? My qu- like, the pers- like, if you that told is, me that... That is up to the individual yeah. that's receiving. What you have to do after that is say, I went to them with full accountability for my actions. Mm-hmm. I let them know why I felt that way. I hope that they make me feel valid so we can move on as a friend. But if they choose not to validate me... I'm going to have to sit there and say, I did everything I could mm-hmm. to make sure that I went to them and, and held myself accountable. After that, that's their insecurity yes. saying, yes. I'm not going to trust them because I, I trusted somebody else mm-hmm. before them and they burned me twice. Yeah. And, and then, I'm never going to give anybody that option A big again. part of this, I feel like, is we can't hold, like if I came to you, I can't hold you accountable for responding in a certain way. Like if I'm being vulnerable and I tell you I fucked up because of this and now you don't return what I want the right way, mm-hmm. I can't hold you responsible for that because you're your own person who's gone through your own things in life and That's, you might not see things yet how I do. That is, and, and this is where I love so much of my personal growth. I was so toxic, okay? A lot of people saw that toxicity. They mm-hmm. saw how I posted. Had people tell me, your biggest issue is I can see your problems through posting. And fuck you, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that is boiled down to the people that have stayed yeah and have seen like this is what he was i was a fucking loser i'm not going to sit there and deny that i'm not going to like bro it chokes me up because i have to accept that i was a fucking loser for 5 years almost 30 years i continued to make loser choice after loser choice and make complaints like those loser choices weren't my own you know sure i've had a rough life you yeah. know my family didn't have the best 
background scenarios, but I yeah. blame my schooling on the fact that I didn't have a well balanced home. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people that are out there on the street right now still doing their fucking homework. Yeah. I chose to not, and I had a house, so that's my choice. Uh, does it suck that I was emotionally put in a place that I was processing things that my parents made me go through? Mm-hmm. Yes, it sucks. But that's not an excuse. Yeah. It's, it's just not. It, Be- but it is reality, though. It's but not an excuse, the, but... But this is where I say the validity of me accepting that I didn't have the best opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay? It was hard. It sucked. All of that. Like, it's true. Mm-hmm. None of it is not true. Yeah. But the decision to linearly focus on the reason my life sucks is because of those things that other people didn't do or did do Yeah, is my problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, well, even though they did this, what can I do to change this scenario because yeah. I'm the only one yep. in my life. Yep. There's, there's a book. We're, we're doing a book club right now, and yeah. it's called Seven Healthy Habits, and it talks about um, like what, like your circle of influence. Like what can you really do? And one of the scenarios is kind of the same, uh, along the same lines of, um, I'm in a shitty situation. This is just what it is. Just, just call it, you know, spade a spade. Now, how do I get what I want? And it's that simple. It's, but I think people play this like victim of, I can't because of this, or my life because of this, or my family because of this. But it's like, okay, you know what? You do got the small, you got the short stick. It is what it is. How are you gonna get what you want though? And and. <laughs> like you say when you rush through it like that you have to give people time yeah. to fully explain vent there's a difference between yeah. venting and, and continual venting you're living it you're reliving it you're reliving it when somebody fully feels heard they won't relive it yeah and when they feel like they've said what they need to say and somebody fully understands do you think that's what it is? I totally think it really? is really? it took me I I did not believe in counseling throughout my growing up mm-hmm. because as a kid, I was in a lot of house situation wasn't good. Anything yeah. I could say could be taken against me yeah, yeah, and it yeah. could affect my home. We could get taken away. You know, my mom's on drugs. My dad's an alcoholic. You yeah. know, we could get taken if I say something wrong. Yeah. So I'm not going to talk to any counselor. And I kept that mentality growing. I found it as a joke because all the counselors that I had talked to were... School counselors, they're, they're bullshit. Yeah. Don't, let's face it. Yeah, there are great people out there that are counselors. But for the majority, the vast amount of people that were counselors were people that could, I would tell them something, and they could never even imagine a kid saying something like that. That them. they were shocked by it? Yeah, that they had never I'm lived sure that. that made you feel even more it made like, me fuck. Feel, it made me feel alienated. Because yeah. as a child, I've been through yeah. more adult experiences than you have. Yeah. You can't even tell me how to feel right now because you've never. You can't comprehend what I'm even telling you. You've never had to fucking yeah. resuscitate your brother. Yeah. You know, you've never had to do any of that shit. You've never had to fucking bandage up your family member because they were fucking high and they cut their arm open looking for meth. Yeah, and that's a real thing. Yeah, you know. Uh, so how do I go and, and feel comfortable talking to you about anything? That stigma of counselors aren't going to be there to help me stayed into my adulthood Mm -hmm. so I didn't seek out the help when I finally accepted okay my mental health sucks I've been telling everybody my mental health sucks I've been telling my friends I'm depressed I'm telling people I'm suicidal I don't want to live anymore Uh, all that stuff it wasn't working it was at a point where I these are all slow moments I haven't even really gotten to a point of 
accepting that I need to change. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about this in a candid, but in a step by step. It was so early on. In your I was still. This is a year yeah. after. This is a year after I broke myself that I'm starting to realize that I have an alcohol problem. I I'm pushing away friends. I'm doing this. Uh, I'm making excuses, but I'm still not acknowledging those things. Yeah. I'm still saying my my issues are nobody it, cares. It probably felt like it was closing in on you, right? Like nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody notices me. Everybody, it just wouldn't matter. Whatever I did wouldn't matter because my view was so linear focused on watching other people on social media because I was stuck in my room. Mm-hmm. I was stuck with only an outlet of trying to get to the next day. Yeah. What can I fill within my day? And Facebook is great. It's great at manipulating. It's great at filling your time. It's great at having other people's opinions. It's great at expressing your own opinion. And if you're angry, you might have a lot to <laughs> so the yeah. problem with that is is I had a lot to say but no real no real person to sit there and say you know what I really want to know what he's going through I'm interested mm-hmm. so when I finally I, I met a girl in at PCC uh, I was going for my GED at this point I was like okay I got to I'm drinking a lot. Me and my mom had an argument. She kicked me out, and I was homeless. Mm-hmm. So I was sleeping in the back of my truck. It was snowing. People are hitting me up for details. I don't even have a place to yeah. stay, let alone bring my gear with me. Uh, my dog was with me. All of these things were backing up. I couldn't walk at this time. It was so cold out that it was like it was constricting my spine, so every step was murder. I'm, yeah. I'm legitimately crying as I'm asking for applications to McDonald's and they're saying, dude, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I hurt my back. I need a job. I'm homeless. I, I want to get out of my situation. Yeah. All the homeless shelters were at capacity. Oregon is, as much as we talk about how helping and concerned we are for all this stuff, look at the population of homeless people that we have out here and then go to a McDonald's and look at all the fucking cars that have boarded up windows. Okay, I can tell you they're not there to fucking eat. They're there to use the bathroom and try to connect to the Wi-Fi to get into the resources they can to try and change their situation. Or we're going back into what we're doing. I'm going to do more drugs. I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to do more crime. I'm going to be homeless. This is what my worth is to people. I'm going to live that worth. Yeah. So when I was there, I had to go back to my mom and say, listen, I was angry. I'm going to try and let things go now. And that was where the first... That was your first step of like growth, huh? That was the first. Wow. That's pretty powerful, man. Well, I had to go back because I went to friends. I had, literally, I think I only had three friends that throughout that whole time, I asked, you know, can I shower at your house? And it was still, like, I I mean, dude, like, you want to shower? Like, yeah, I don't have anywhere to, hey, is it okay if I stay another night? And they're like, I mean, yeah, you're drinking, you're drunk. I don't want you to drive home. Okay, let me get drunk the next night, too. I don't want you to kick me out if I'm yeah, yeah. hammered. You know, I have a place to stay for the night. Yeah. Uh, and I only had like three friends, and even then it was still a burden on them. Yes, they care. But, dude, I've got my own problems, and you're loaded. You've Anytime I was so alienated in my own toxicity that I would sit there and think about complaints of why things weren't working for me, and I would make them full-fledged reasons instead of just shit 
So you you drink and start thinking about like. And I'd make it a reason. It's a full fledged reason. My alcoholism isn't a problem. It's that nobody cares enough about me for me to care about myself. Yeah. Wow. You know, Interesting. Uh, there, I'm not gonna go. I don't do anything because nobody wants to go out and do those things with me. I'm a year. Well, I say a year and a half. I'm. I'm two years now into yeah. this. And forget. Congratulations, man. Lost count. <laughs> but I mean I'm two years into this and I still have these moments where I want to go do stuff and I don't have the friend group I still post I'm lonely you know like yeah. everybody's adults though we all have families and there's things going on we all have shit it's not that these people don't love me or they don't care or they don't want me around it's just we have things going on and you have a specific thing that you want to do and I just don't have time and that's okay yeah. it's okay Go enjoy yourself. So I take my dog now, you yeah. know, or I go by myself and I, I make the conscious choice because I'm still feeling lonely. That whole drive to wherever I'm going, I went and did pull-ups for my birthday because I didn't have anybody to hang out with. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it's you know, sad, the- but I wanted to go work out. I wanted to go do that. I wanted to go, and I wish I had somebody to go work out with me. Yeah, but I didn't. So I still drove all the way to the beach to go do pull-ups and drive home I was there for 15 minutes I literally went there did pull-ups felt like shit the whole time and then went home but when I got home I was like I went and did that by myself I didn't let my depression stop me from doing something I wanted I didn't let the fact that I didn't have anybody else there stop me I'm still sad that nobody came but I didn't stop myself from living yeah and that's the part where it's really difficult to push past that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to the gym because I don't have a friend yeah uh, we feel lonely, man. No, I, I come from abandonment issues. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, you preach to the choir here, buddy. Like, this is this is a year, two years into this, and yeah. people see that I'm making all these gains. None of this is immediate. Yeah, nothing. No. None of my my shit now is immediate. I still feel like I'm halfway through the mud field. Yeah, like I'm I gonna, don't, honestly, I don't know if we ever feel like. Oh, that's not an issue anymore. Like, I, I think it always kind of lingers, especially with trauma, man. Like, man isn't, but isn't there steps to understanding where your trauma is at, though? Yeah. And you do feel like now that I understand my trauma, I can actually, like, I can Well, I make a it, conscious decision. Not react to it. Yeah. Process it and then move forward. Now I feel confident in myself. So there's, we do let certain things I think you let it go but you have to make the conscious decision to, to let it go to acknowledge and yeah. be accountable for the fact that this is you feeling a certain yeah. way about I remember for my birthday when, like, when I got divorced I, there was like three years or two years where I went to the movies by myself on my birthday mm. and I was like I kind of like this I never do anything by myself yeah. I'm, I was always I'd always try to find people to do stuff yeah. with and then I started doing stuff for myself and I'm like I kind of enjoy this like I can just I for the first time uh went to a diner mm-hmm. and this is last week yeah. for the first time I was early for a job I was waiting for it to be done and I had come from Salem from doing another one I just stayed at the job site but I came back and I was like okay I'm not going to go home it's too much time to do that it's a nice day out and I stopped at a random diner and I just sat and had a meal it was shit the meal was absolutely <laughs> terrible This <laughs> fucking garbage but I got to take solace in the fact that I didn't need anybody. Mm-hmm. I felt content with myself for once. I was able to sit down, order a meal, look through my phone. I looked over. I saw another guy eating by himself. And I was like, hey, I've, I've, I've made it to being okay. Yeah. I'm finally okay with not having somebody here all the time. Yeah. I, I post a lot, okay, on my social media. Mm-hmm. 
I share a ton of stuff because for me that's my way of making sure that I've, I keep that memory or something. It'll pop yeah. back up on my yeah. feed. Somebody else might see that, though, that I've decided to go eat at a diner by myself. And they might be thinking, I'm hungry and I don't have any friends. I'm not going to go out to eat. I'll just eat fucking this can of chili because I've done yeah. that. Yeah, I've literally eaten a cold can of chili because I'm like, I just don't care. I know I need to eat something. I want to eat, but I... I'm not going to go out and enjoy something by myself. I wish somebody else was here to see this with me. Mm -hmm. And that need for that, it's it's understandable. Yeah. We all want to be included in stuff. Some people are completely okay with being alone, and I admire that. But at the same time, those people have a really hard time not being alone. Mm -hmm. They struggle with being at the, a group of people. Being around, around a group people, of people yeah. gives them anxiety. Yeah. I have anxiety around a group of people because I enjoy my solitude and the fact that I'm comfortable in my fears, mm -hmm. okay? But I know that the social aspect of me growing out, accepting that I'm not good in crowds, slowly yep. will, will change that. Yep. I know I'm not good in crowds, so what did I do? I went to a fucking nude beach yeah. <laughs> and stood in a crowd. And it's, I'll be honest, it was super hard. I, mm -hmm. Like I, we we talked, yeah, I yeah. said it took me a half hour to like I'm looking at all this shit flopping in front of me, and I'm like, God damn, <laughs> I don't know if this is where I want to be. Yeah. But the confidence that I see in these guys that mm -hmm. are absolute train wrecks of, <laughs> of, of the show. I mean, it's if we're competing here, <laughs> it's definitely blinding to look at as far as like my comfort level of things. Yeah. I slowly became more comfortable with that awfulness and realizing that they were comfortable with showing me that. Yeah. I need to be less insecure, especially when I look how I look or even if I didn't look like this, I still need to be secure enough to say that, listen, that's the confidence I admire in somebody. Yeah. That dude dancing on the street that you like to film and laugh at, that dude doesn't give a fuck that you're there. Yep. Not one single solitude at all. And he's going to dance his ass off. And that's the point that I'm... I'm trying to be happy. Mm -hmm. uh, we all want success in life, so we we prioritize success over happiness. I'm willing to put in extra hours because I know that later I'll be successful. Uh, I'm willing to put up with this amount of schoolwork and sleep and not sleep and go and take my test because I know that it's going to lead to this or this. Yeah. I didn't always have that same look onto things. Mm -hmm. I would. I, I've stayed very much petrified and like I, sh I could do this or maybe I could do this or this could be good or I'd like to do this but I haven't but just thinking about it not actually taking action but in it but thinking about it for so long yeah. that uh, you never jump what's that called an analysis paralysis or something like that or like you think about it you're like trying to decide so much and, and this is where I admire all my peers uh, I broke my back at 25 okay at the next five years all of my peers were on this guiding point for switching from like okay we've had some fun now mm -hmm. we've done our kid thing now we're going to focus on our stuff they they gain career they now have houses and mm -hmm. kids and families and i'm sitting there going like i can't even i just paid my first phone bill yeah like in my name mm -hmm. like i'm no longer i'm a fucking child yeah no i i can't i know even guys imagine. who are in their late 30s who have like i've never paid a pg bill i don't know how right i can't even i, I mean i made a doctor appointment for my fucking self and i was like good job yeah. buddy so the level of growing at this point it's embarrassing how far behind i am but i have to just <laughs> laugh at my embarrassment i was I, I have to sit here and be like i just made a yeah. fucking appointment for the doctors 
for myself. And you're like, dude, you're like 32. Like, no, that's the, when I was when I, when I got divorced. When I got divorced, because my ex used to do everything. So when I got divorced, I was like, oh, I say I had the same when I was like 27, 28. When I got divorced, it was like, oh, now I know how to. Now what's pay PGE. Now I know how to make a doctor's appointment. So this is what this feels like. Yeah. Of being responsible. Exactly. An actual adult or accountable for your like your actual stuff. You gotta do shit. Like yeah. we've been kids, so we know when we don't do homework, we don't care. I made up twenty three credits and literally credit recovery packets in high school. Yeah. Still didn't graduate. Yeah, no, I So I, I mean didn't. it's making up for stuff is not it, it's not the point, but I spent a lot of time where that that level of like trying feeling like I'm not making up for it Mm -hmm. you know what I mean it's not that's not the point of I don't need to make up for anything I just need to make it yeah at this point I need to have the action so constantly thinking about where my peers and we talk about it on social media you see other people you compare yourself to what you don't have to what they do and things like that it's really as much as they say it's not about that use it in my opinion I see a lot of friends out there that have great lives that are doing well I mean They've gone on to make careers. They've started businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm incredibly proud to see all of my peers grow. Because I spent all that time like, yo, I I look up yeah. to everybody else. You guys have been doing this for, for the five years. I'm just now figuring it out. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, gung yeah. ho about it. But the truth of the matter is like, I'm finally here with you. Yeah. I no longer. I see you, man. Yeah. I no longer worry about running into people. Because it's like, I was, I fucked up for a long time, but now, yeah. I'm, I'm doing handstand push-ups again, and I broke my back. Who else can fucking say that shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's a lot that I've accomplished in a small period of time that's allowed me to feel like I'm on the same board. Yeah. That I can still play the game with everybody else. I'm just late. Yeah. I'm just a late player, and that's all right. And and what I've noticed, Caleb, is that there's a lot of guys who are your age now who are still not in the game. Well, I noticed the other thing that is uh, where I'm in this, I'm, I'm on a different game now because I see all of the stuff that I did that didn't fucking add up. So I'm on a different playing field. Everything, everybody looks at me and they're like, damn, you've accomplished all this shit in such a short time. It's because I want, I have to catch up mm-hmm. if I want to be like at, at the party, you know, yeah. I got to catch up. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm able to go so fast. Because I've already like watched all these other people not process. Yeah, I've been watching people for a long time. Like y- y'all think I was just sitting there complaining? I was watching. <laughs> I was doing homework. <laughs> I was watching you motherfuckers be successful. I was watching you guys go through stuff, and now I see where even though you guys were presenting like this is what I've done, this is what I've done, this is what I've done, nobody was actually saying. This is where I'm fucking up. This is where I'm fucking up. This yeah. is where I'm not going. This is the image I've projected for myself. I now have a baggage I have to unload somehow, and I don't even know how to do that. I don't know where to start. It's all over, but I've got money. Yeah. At least I've got my bills paid. Yeah. Fuck yeah, good for you. But you're also a fucking wreck, and you're unhappy, and you take it out on everybody, and you don't understand where you're the fucking problem in your life with the people that you want to be around. Yeah. You're, you're busting your ass to live this life that you don't like and around people that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, and you don't even know how you feel about yeah. it. That's the part that kills me is the emotional processing that people don't have that I now seem to uh, 
that's, overwhelming that's, it's emotional intelligence i just i have an abundance of it yeah. now and that people that were looking at me as a loser are now coming to me asking me for for help and how do i i'm i'm an alcoholic man how yeah. do, i'm just now realizing i'm an alcoholic how do i can't even see myself there was a point where i couldn't see myself like what do you do when you don't drink I didn't even know. Like, when people would say they don't drink, I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. Like, do you just eat rutabagos all day? Or rutabagos. Like, I don't even know what that life looks like. You know, it's yeah. like, what are you, like the 40 year old version? And you just do puzzles or something? They're like, no, dude, I go have fun. The fuck? Yeah. What are you asking me that for? <laughs> I didn't realize it because I couldn't see myself in that. I couldn't see a life where I wasn't waking up. I mean, the, the verge of my alcoholism, and a lot of people don't realize this, is I was drinking at least three 24 ounces of a heavy IPA at the bare minimum. Okay, I would go and get three because I could get, uh, I could go, oh no, I'd do four because they were two for whatever. They mm -hmm. were two for like six bucks or something at the time. So I would go get two, go back at the middle of my day, go get another two, then realize I was low on cash. So I'd get cheap beer and I'd get like a 12 pack of fucking paps. Hams. That was just a day? That was a normal day? And that day. was a fucking day. If it, wow. I would have like three beers left over. Because I would get to that point where I'm like, there was some point at the night where I'm like, oh, if I drink any more of this, I'm going to be like hungover, hungover. Yeah. Not just my morning brush my teeth, throw up every day, hungover. Yeah. Or like feel like random dog shit hungover, but I'm going to be like in the trenches. Mm -hmm. So I would go and I would cap my beer and put it in the fridge and the next morning I don't want it to go any worse than it is. So before I even had coffee, I would drink that beer. And because the version of me being an alcoholic... I just don't know when to stop or when my point is. A lot of people know their limits, and that's I envy it so much. I always envy people like that because you know how to go out, drink, and say, okay, I've hit my spot, I'm done. Yeah. And that level of control, super cool, super admirable. I don't have that, so I choose not to do it. Yeah. Okay? It's where people are like, well, you've done all this. You could have a beer if you want. It's not worth it to me because I know the next day I'm going to have another beer. Yeah. The day after that. It's 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 like a habit, right? Like well, if you break that habit. I fucking miss it, bro. Being yeah, trashed sure. all the time is great. You're accountable for nothing. You Your whole shit. life is just a constant. I don't fucking care. I was hammered when I did it. I had an excuse for anything and everything and it was always a valid excuse because when somebody's drunk, dude, I totally get it. I've been there. Dude, I woke up in a fucking Home Depot shed one time. Yeah. That was during my time. Like I remember waking up in a Home Depot shed because I tried to walk from McGuffey's in Hillsboro to Beaverton. You know, that's yeah. It's hilarious, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, Home Depot. Oh, Jack in the Box. Oh, great. You know, but at the same time, yo, you can't control yourself. I got 86 out of one bar, and to show them that I could be an even more drunk, I went to another bar that would allow me to drink McGuffey's. Yeah. Thanks for over-serving. I appreciate you guys. We're going to this Friday. Shoot some pool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least the drinks will be strong. Uh, man. No, I but I get it, man. You've, we've been through a lot, it sounds like. I think I think that it's not that I've been, you've been through, through a lot, a lot more than anybody else. It's just not a competition. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying a lot more than anyone else. I'm just saying you've been through a lot. What happens is I think a lot of guys have stories. Everyone has a story. I was buying drugs for my mom when I was 12 years old. Yeah. I have a story. We all have stories, but yeah. no one ever talks about their stories. Yeah. And so I, I'm acknowledging that you, you've been through a lot, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm working. You've been listening to the My Father Podcast. 
I have a favor to ask of you guys. If you found any value in this, I ask that you please share this with anyone who you think might find some value as well. If you want to find the show notes, become a supporter, or join our community, go to www.my-father.com.